Hello and welcome to season three of the Love with Elise Peck podcast. I'm your host, Elise Peck. And in case you haven't met me before, I'll give you just a tiny rundown so that you know who you're connecting with. Um, How'd you met me in 2011? I was a graduate lawyer. I was engaged to my husband. I owned a property in Melbourne. Essentially, it was a pretty fabulous season of my life where um, I was using my manifesting ability to create the life and the outcomes that I wanted. If you fast forward to 2016, where I now had manifested part of my vision board, which was uh, I now have two beautiful children. Back then I was I had my first, so I was 12 months into having um, my first healthy baby, which was a, a vision board goal. And I was a stay-at-home mom, which was also a vision board goal. And now that I had sort of achieved that vision, it was now time to, I now felt inspired to dream even bigger. And my next goal became that I wanted deep meaning, purpose, and even more abundance, of course, for my beautiful family that I was creating. And so what essentially happened with that vision is uh, I called into my life or manifested into my life an opportunity where I started um assisting and supporting other people to launch businesses. And in the course of doing that, I was essentially accidentally life coaching. So I would be coaching people and helping them to launch businesses and get a steady stream of clients and to create their own abundance. And I constantly heard over and over again, oh my gosh, wow, Elise, like you should be, you should just be, you should be a life coach. Like this is phenomenal what the actions that you're getting me to take and and the transformation I'm going through um, just with your guidance and so the seed was planted um, the feedback from life was um, that in order to help me manifest this deep purpose and meaning and this abundance that had been on my vision board uh, it was now time to be a coach so I went off got certified etc and now in 2024 um, I have been officially certified so I started coaching in 2016. I've been officially certified as a coach since uh, 2020. And when I launched officially as a coach, um, I offered people all these different results that I would help them coach with. And there was one that had exceptional energy behind it. There was one that just people just wanted from me. Um, and that was love. That, like people just felt in my energy or they had experienced the love in my life through knowing me personally, whatever it was, it was all this energy. People had this fierce curiosity to learn about loving relationships, romantic relationships from me. So, you know, following the ikigai or whatever, you know, what the world wants from you, what you're good at, etc. I launched an offering there and it, it took off like wildfire. The results were just blowing my mind. They were blowing everyone else's mind. And thus began, you know, me being on my purpose and mission and life journey as a love manifestation coach. And so the the results have have just been unreal and beautiful because what, what better thing is there in life than to help people feel more connection, more love and to experience people being more in their vibration and in their energy of love. It's been phenomenal In addition, um, since 2020, I've become a best-selling author. I've co-authored the book called Elevate Your Energy, which interestingly, that was something I wanted to manifest in 2019. I set a goal um, of becoming 
certified in something that would help me heal people <laughs> um, and help me do more of like what I'd been doing sort of just by instinct with my coaching, wanted a formal education. And I also put on my vision board that I wanted to be a best-selling author. I gave myself until I was 70 for that goal. It happened the following year in 2020. Co-authored the book called Elevate Your Energy. Um, my chapter is called The Law on Love because uh, of my history of being a lawyer and um, and then my ikigai, my life's path, my dharma as um, being a love coach. And so that brings me here today talking to you about how to help, how to manifest what you want into your life and specifically how to manifest love. I can help people manifest whatever goal they're after. And as it turns out, most people want me to help them manifest their goal of more love, of better love, of more satisfying love, of deeper connection, um, however that vision looks for them. So that might look for you that you are currently single and wanting to attract um, a great relationship into your life. It may look like you're currently in a relationship and it's not feeling, looking or living into the vision of what you wanted. Um, Or it, it might be that you feel that your journey is kind of taking you more in the direction of self-love and potentially an uncoupling from a relationship that no longer feels in alignment for you. So it's all about uncovering what your desires are around love and um, giving you the support to manifest it. So here is season three of the Love with Elise Peck podcast featuring me, your host, Elise Peck. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to connect with you. And I'm so excited uh, to support you to manifest way more love, even more love into your life. Thanks for listening. So today I want to talk about step three in the four steps to manifesting the love that you want. And step three today is about resistance alchemy. So overcoming the resistance to manifesting the love that you want, right? So we think we want things, blah, blah, blah. And then we have a whole lot of blocks and um, trapped emotions, fear, et cetera, that actually stops us from, from actually allowing in the love that we want or allowing it to manifest. And you know, uh, someone was commenting the other day about how kids are like the best manifestors. And I think um, particularly, yeah, and I, I think kids often, um, often they're the best manifestors when their parents are pretty epic manifestors because there's a certain blueprint in their mindset that by osmosis is being absorbed um, and a set of vibration that they're on. Uh, but I also think that kids have had less time to accumulate fear, right? They've had less stuff happen to give a, a, a disempowering meaning to. So they're a bit clearer um, and more tapped in to their, their essence. Um, and with us, we go through life and things happen and we give them meaning or the people around us give them meaning. Uh, we decide some things are good, bad, you know, desirable, undesirable, all this stuff. Um, and we start accumulating things that, you know, tip us out of the vibration that allows us things, good things to manifest. Uh, you know, and just to see like this in relationship, right? You think about how 
okay, we can explain it. It's like the honeymoon phase and then it's like this phase and, you know, but why, right? Like if you go deeper and say, okay, the neurochemicals do that, there's a biological reason. But if you just step out and look at the spiritual, there was a higher purpose for that. What's that about? Um, and if, if you look at it from that angle, you think, well, we first meet someone and we haven't accumulated all this fear or meaning um, about them. So we're sort of more of an open vessel and we just appreciate them as they are. And then as things happen, um, we accumulate this and that and the other, we give it meaning. And now being in a good vibe with them becomes a bit harder as the relationship goes. So today um, I've been doing a lot of content on like manifesting brand new love, right? Manifesting someone new uh, to say it's been more angled to people that are single and they just want more. They want to bring in love. But the reality is that everything I'm saying applies to people that are single or in a relationship, just like anyone that's not getting the romantic love that they want, this all applies. And so today I wanted to, you know, just to bring that to life and to demonstrate how this is applicable um, to both singled and partnered people or throupled people, whatever your vision is, um, <laughs> um, you know, these days the generations are getting better and better at giving themselves permission to kind of just want whatever they want, right? Um, so whatever your situation is, how this applies. So today I, I want to talk about resistance alchemy in step three in the context of getting the love that you want um, when you're already in a relationship, right? When you're already coupled. And what what brings us to, you know, what brings us to life is talking about something that is, you know, universal to um, all, all partnerships, all relationships, when you've got two people uh, that actually speak their truth, right? That actually, you know, fight for their values, um, say what they think. Uh, they, they're they're in their own essence, right? When that's happening, you've got really honest communication. You're going. <coughs> yes, but my dog really wanted to just anchor us into that moment. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, do you want to come sit here? Come on. <laughs> He's looking at me like the emperor. She's the emperor in a kilter groove. Anyway, <laughs> she's a bit of a queen, our dog. She knows her worth. <laughs> right. Anyway, where was I? Um, <laughs> that dog, she's. Anyway. She's a quirky character. She's been out and about on an adventure today. Now, let's track with where I was. Right. When that's happening, so you'll, you'll see some some people will say, we never fight, and that's just the best thing. We never fight. And that's like um, it's a bit of a red-hot alarm. Uh, and I did share a, a video the other day um, by Esther Perel where she said, if you're in a romantic partnership, like fighting is obligatory, <laughs> like you must fight. Um, and that, you know, conflict is a key to connection. And there was a more on that. And there was some real good, you know, wisdom in there. And so, you know, if you're not fighting, that's its own beast. Um, and that's a version of fear and, and, and resistance in itself. But we're not going to talk about that today. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that um, when you do have two people that are being authentic, you will butt heads on occasion. You will have conflict. And um, 
And with couples, it generally settles into some core scene fights. And like everyone that anyone that's kind of worth their salt in the relationship space kind of brings this up, you know, one of my favorite books, getting the love that you want, um, just for the mindset shift that it gives people, the mindset shift that like maybe the grass isn't greener, maybe, you know, you need to like rethink the grass that you're on. Um, Because if you don't water this grass and figure out how to make this grass flourish, you're going to, you know, uh, you're going to have a hard time on the next patch that you come across too. And you'll probably find the same or similar or different issues, but you won't be able to keep that grass alive either, right? I like the book mainly on just for that mindset shift of, um, you know, the grass is greenest where you water it, right? And also for the mindset shift that uh, perhaps relationships are serving to, um close the loop of the parts that you didn't learn to love yourself in childhood. So it's sort of your lost self, your lost parts, the parts that you learned not to love. It, it sort of is framing relationships as a way to learn to love yourself and therefore love others um, a bit better and to close loops from relation from your childhood. Therefore you've attracted someone that's going to hit those wounds from your childhood to shine the light on it, to show you the loops that need to be closed, the places you need to love yourself, et cetera. Um, today I want to talk about the core scene fights because, well, I've been prompted by, of course, stimulating conversations that come out of my coaching calls um, and then reflecting on reflecting on just the people that I meet in everyday life, but, of course, my thousands of hours talking to people in um, about their relationships, right? Um, through coaching calls, through my podcast, et cetera, and through reading a lot on the topic and studying social psychology, et cetera. Right. So what I want to share is we're talking about there's a core scene fight. And this is one way that resistance to the love that we want shows up, okay? The core scene fight, this is the step three, is, is just one avenue that shines a light on where we're resisting love because it shows us where we're heavily judging something our partner is doing as right or wrong and where we were blind to, where we're blind to the upside that comes with that downside, okay? So... Generally, when the core scene fight comes up, it is a little tap on the shoulder to let you know you've dropped out of gratitude. Okay, I know that's hard. That's like, that's not going to fully land until you fully hear what I've got to say. So try to stay open to it. Um, but the core scene fight is telling you you're currently focused on the drawbacks of a person's, of a, of a person's certain trait. And you've forgotten why there was an up, you've forgotten that there was an upside to that trait. And generally the upside is like the very reason that you are most attracted to them. And you've sort of lost contact with the with the appreciation and the gratitude for the fact that you asked life and you asked the universe and you asked the world for that trait. You said, oh, I really want to feel X. And when you asked for X, you kind of thought you were going to get a one-sided fantasy. You thought X trait would just be sunshines and rainbows. Um, oh, I know caller ID, but I sort of think if someone really has an important message, 
they will leave a voicemail. So I'll pop that off. Um, and I'll just, excuse me, double check your graphics. Appointment. I just make sure that that wasn't that person saying, where are you at for appointment? And I've got to check that the dog's still here. Houdini. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> where are we? We're, we're on the track of, um, I've got to stay focused. Your life is drawing me to be focused. Right. So when we ask life or we got the desire for a relationship, there's often a moment where we think, I just wish someone would turn up with blah. I just wish someone, you know, could love me unconditionally. I just wish someone could adore me. I just wish someone could um make me feel safe and secure I just wish and like there's like a a, you know there's like this desire that's ignited and in that desire we think that that trait that that person's going to show up and add to our life um we forget that there's going to be a drawback to that you know kind of like that care for what you wish for and when we're in the core scene fight we're focused on the drawback and it's 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 driving us to remember what was the upside why did I really want this trait right um you know like I I think of people's core scene fights I mean a lot of them have got to do with you know sex as a lot of people have core scene fights around sex like mismatched libidos right um and then but some some people it's around the dishes. Like for some people, the, legitimately their core scene fight is they wish this person was more tidy and they're not tidy. But the lack of tidiness in that person, you know, comes with an upside that they're very relaxed and go with the flow and they just make that person feel peaceful and calm and content. They're just chill. And so that person was like, I just love that person because I just felt so calm around and I just felt so like, you know, peaceful. So it's like, okay, so then this person that made you feel peaceful probably is not going to be OCD around tight being tidy, you know, because the more tidy people, if you want someone really tidy and organized, generally the downside of that is they're going to be a bit more uptight and they're going to have higher expectations on you to be, and they're going to be very productive and they're going to expect you to be very productive, right? As in the fantasy comes with a nightmare, but it should seem like neither a fantasy or a nightmare when we see them both together, when we like, okay, I'm going to get that and it's going to come with that. So now I balance the trait and I realize there's upsides and downsides. And now I see how, you know, right now in this core scene fight, I'm focused on the drawback instead of the positive. Right. So, you know, um, let's see, let's, let's, I'm, I'm trying to think of another one. The dishes is one. That's a good example. I'm trying to think of another one. Right. Um, another one I hear a lot uh, is women feeling distressed that their husband wants a lot of sex. Right. So they feel, yeah, distressed over that and at the same time wishing he was a bit more of a family man and involved with the children. I see these ones come together, right? And the thing is 
often that woman tried to manifest a man that was very successful, very successful, ran after goals, ran, you know, was really mission-driven, made a lot of money, had a really strong hunting energy, you know, this sort of thing. Um, and with that generally comes high testosterone. So with the trait of, you know, hunting, making money, going after success, et cetera, et cetera, this person has like a fire in them. They're often high libido. Not always. I mean, I certainly know very successful, very successful men that are kind of asexual, like, not always, I'm just, this is a common core scene fight I see and this is a common pairing where um, the upside was they said, I just want a man that's going to provide and, you know, be highly successful. And then often the downside is for them that they feel that this man is less focused on their children and wants more sex. And it's like in that moment, they're seeing the downside of the high testosterone, of the high mission drive. When they see the upside, they realise the upside was the very reason they got with that person. You know, one that's not connected to sex would be like, I really want a successful person, but now they travel all the time. That's another one. Like they're, not, they're no longer there. And it's like, yeah, you want a successful person, but now they're so focused on their mission. Now they're so out there. And so they're, they're going to be less focused on relationships because relationship is not their core value. Success was, and that's success is why you went for them, right? Um, and so this is certainly just one tiny little thread of resistance alchemy, but I'm giving it as an example to show how when we focus on the downsides, we're resisting allowing in the very thing that we asked for. And so when we're in that core scene fight, that's resistance showing up and it's our reminder to remember why we started, why we asked for this specific relationship. What would be the downsides had we manifested something different? Just say, you know, um, how we manage, what would be the downside had we manifested someone that was like really tidy with the dishes, you know? Um, <laughs> and it's about balancing and mastering your mind to overcome it. Now, that's just one example and I, you know, that's sort of like sometimes I'm working with people for a year and maybe only like three or four calls in that year are about that topic when it comes to resistance alchemy. But that's just the one that's coming. There's a lot more to unpack in resistance alchemy, but essentially resistance alchemy is, I was saying this to um, someone this morning, resistance alchemy is um, life is always trying to up-level you and it does it in a certain way. And if you imagine that you're you're like um, an oyster shell, you're an oyster and life sends fear and undesirable, undesirable things or stressful events or things that you feel like you don't want challenges your way as a grain of sand and it pops the sand in there. And it's like your next level is going to be on the other side of you turning that sand into a pearl. And the way you turn that sand into a pearl is to add layer and layer of gratitude onto it, which you can't just muscle yourself to do, which is why I have deep processes that I actually, you know, people get in the call, like, are they like, I know I want to forgive and I want to feel gratitude. I just can't. I'm like, no worries. Like I couldn't until I found these processes either. And then we actually do like the deep work where it's like, 
you actually have that moment where you're like, oh, like you actually feel yourself alchemizing the sand, right? And, and, and building the pearl and you see it. And that's when I get the emails from people saying, oh my gosh, I'm just feeling a wave of love. Like, thank you, you know? Um, but I think resistance alchemy is all about how can you take the challenges, perceive challenges and use those to elevate your energy, use those to go to your next level, use those to take your relationship to the next level. Because there's always a way to use that challenge to take your relationship to the next level. There really is. Um, there really, really, really is. And, you know, and as I've said, that's what I've shared today is just like one, one way, but there's, there's way more to it. Um, but the, the general philosophy is resistance alchemy is taking the hard stuff, the fear and turning it, you know, as I said yesterday in, in one of my posts, turning the mess into, into your magic, right? And it's, you know, I've got to say, you do need some guidance with figuring out how to do that because sometimes instead of turning mess into magic, people turn their mess into proving energy and fling and still move in the direction of fear and it's not quite, <laughs> it was not quite, that was turning mess into, you know, appeasing the ego rather than turning the mess into actual love. Um, so there is a there is a level of guidance to it. Um, yeah, but that's just, that's touching on one of, one of the steps. I've been sharing videos on the four steps um, to getting to manifesting the love that you want. Today has been really looking at within the context of partnership, just to remind you that um, these philosophies work with people that are single or in relationship and in relationship. Um, yeah. And to share that um, your greatest core scenes and conflicts are, are a gift even though they don't feel like it. And I'm not expecting anyone to suddenly, you know, this is never about not having emotions. Emotions are like, oof, they're so juicy and they're so valuable. And they're so, they're like the ultimate feminine currency. If if you if you're a woman and you don't get the love that you want and you wear it as a badge of honor that you don't have emotions, man, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. On so much love because um, like so much of your feminine energy and magnetism for the love that you want is wrapped up in really like being with your emotions and like getting the wisdom out of them. So this is not to say like you don't feel the pain and you, when you have a poor fight, you don't go into your body and you don't, yes, of course you get in there and you feel it and you express it and you share your feminine pain and rage and whatever in an embodied way from I'm feeling, et cetera. Um, but also it's once you've shared that beautiful energy, it's also realizing that, um, there is an up level on the other side of this. There is a gift in this, and there is a way to turn this perceived sand into a pearl. All right. That's my sharing for today. Share your takeaways, feedback, questions, comments in whatever comment box is available to you as you watch this. What did you take away from it? Are you in a relationship? What's your core scene fight? If you don't want to share, do you at least relate to there being a core issue that comes back? Can you begin to see how 
the thing that upsets you the most is connected to is the flip side of the thing you like the most, right? Um, you know, the, yeah, the fact that that person does that is the same reason they do that other thing that you really love. And therefore, can you connect back to remembering why you started, why you wanted to manifest that initial trait? Um, yeah, can you connect back into the gratitude for that? All right. And of course, as you know, you want the fourth step in manifesting the love that you want, which is the right guidance, the right support um, to get you the love that you want, then do apply for a free Love Life Upgrade call with me so that we can give you a mini breakthrough session uh, and then you can learn more about what ongoing one-on-one uh, -on -one love coaching with me so that you can manifest the love that you want, whether that's out of the person you're currently with whether that is from a blank slate, you don't currently have anyone that you're with, um, or whether that looks like, you know, sometimes it looks like you learn to love the person that you're with and then you realise that life is calling you beyond that and you have a beautiful conscious uncoupling and your wonderful co-parents or whatever and then you manifest in, you know, uh, the next thing that you want. It's like that's decided from your answers and your truth. It's different for everyone, you know, it depends on what your long-term vision is and your future belonging. And not everyone has a future belonging or a future vision of like a 70 year relationship. Um, not everyone gets juicy feelings from that vision. So it's, it's, um, did I say seven or 70? I meant to say 70. Anyway. Um, yeah. The link will be somewhere around. <laughs> link in my bio if you don't if you can't find the link go to elisepeck.com on the homepage of my website apply um and you apply for whoops maybe someone is trying to get a hold of me oh okay um that's my cue bye for now Thanks so much for joining. This episode was originally recorded uh, with the intention of it being posted on my Instagram. I'll pop the handle to my Instagram in the caption or the show notes of this episode. Um, and so I'll also drop in the link that I refer to as being in my bio or whatever. I'll pop it um, into the podcast friendly version that you're listening to. All right. Also, you can find out more about me at my website, Elise Peck. Com. Thanks for joining. Um, love if you want to pop some comments in the Q&A section. Um, please you know, like, share, subscribe, send it to whoever you feel could benefit from getting better results, better outcomes, manifesting more magic in their life. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of Love with Elise Pink. Bye for now.